Welcome to AV Plus, the podcast from Commercial Integrator. I'm Adam Forziati, the web editor here at CI. Now, there are venues cropping up around the country in which thousands of people gather to watch other people play video games. It's called eSports, and it's growing in popularity by the year. When I first explained this concept to my coworkers Tom and Craig last year, they scratched their heads in amazement. They couldn't understand why someone would want to watch other people play video games in the first place, never mind making some big event out of it. Mind you, they both got about 20 years on me, and what they didn't realize at the time is that esports isn't just the new entertainment phenomenon for millennials. It crosses generations and demographics, and importantly, it presents a huge opportunity for AV integrators. On today's episode of AV Plus, we'll hear from Brandon Bresnick of Premier Mounts, who thinks the esports opportunity extends further down the market to less obvious customers. But first, a little housekeeping. You can learn more about AV Plus online at commercialintegrator.com slash podcast and on Twitter by searching the hashtag AV Plus Pod. That's A-V-P-L-U-S-Pod on Twitter. We'd appreciate it also so much if you could take a moment to hit subscribe and rate us on iTunes. It does help us reach more AV pros trying to find quality podcasts. Also, do you have a story of an embarrassing, awkward, or otherwise surprising time on a job? We want to hear from you. Email me at adam.forziati at emeraldexpo.com. That's A-D-A-M dot Forziati, F-O-R-Z-I-A-T-I, at emeraldexpo.com. Okay, back to the show. Here's editor Tom LeBlanc's interview with Brandon Bresnick of Premier Mounts. I'm very happy to be joined by Brandon Bresnick from Premier Mounts. Hey, Brandon. Hey, Tom. How's it going? When I see you, I often like to talk about esports because you, you guys are pretty tuned into that, and you personally have a lot of opinions about esports and the opportunities related to esports for integrators and some opportunities I think many integrators don't realize the scope of. So first, maybe can we talk a little bit about what is an esports venue? I mean, certainly people know what a traditional sports venue is. What's an esports venue? Yes. Yeah, so, you know, an esports venue is very similar to traditional sports in the aspect where people want to see live gameplay. Um, however, there are some differences between an esports venue and a traditional sports venue. So, um, so partly one big thing is actually esports, uh, you know, attendees to these stadiums and venues, they actually don't necessarily need to sit in the front uh, close to all the action. Um, they can actually be in the back because they can kind of see everything from a, a large LED screen or anything like that. So, um, it's kind of an interesting animal. Uh, everyone's a fan. So whether it's traditional sports or esports, you get people who are very hungry and passionate um, and love what they, you know, kind of consume in terms of content wise. So um, kind of a cool ecosystem. And I do think integrators do need to pay attention because a lot of integration happens behind the scenes that um, the average fan may not know about. But, you know, people in the industry kind of know the, the ins and outs and the facets of everything around it. Well, let's put that into perspective a little bit. Maybe you can talk about some projects, you know, that as a manufacturer, you guys might have been involved in. Can you help people kind of wrap their heads around what an esports project looks like? Yeah, so, you know, you're seeing a lot of big uh, design build architecture firms really starting to understand the esports vertical as its own, uh, separate from a, you know, a soccer stadium or a football stadium or anything like that. So um, some kind of landmark, uh, like projects that have kind of gone on recently, um, one would be the, the eSports Center in Arlington. Uh, it's a $10 million project with over 100,000 square feet, uh, really meant to kind of be totally immersive and totally in tune with uh, the attendees who come and, and visit it for different kind of games, that, you know, um, 
that will take place there kind of in the future. Um, I believe it just opened last year, so it's kind of relatively new in its, in its height. But um, one of the biggest cultural things that that stadium brings is it's actually in the heart of downtown Dallas and, and Arlington and that district. Um, really close to you know Dallas, you know Dallas Cowboy Stadium and a bunch of other sports venues. So not only is it a place for gamers to kind of uh, introduce themselves into competition and, and meet people with their same likeliness, but it's also actually as a as an entertainment center for the whole city itself. So it kind of is a value add to the the big venues that everyone knows and loves. Um, a couple other projects I know Full Sail University, I believe down in Florida. Um, they have an area called the Fortress, which is actually going to be the largest esports venue for a collegiate team uh, in the nation. Um, and with esports now, you know, kind of growing in terms of their venues and where they're going to be populated, um, you know, university campuses are actually a huge hotbed that integrators can kind of uh, work their way into um, because campus facilities are changing to kind of accommodate for the esports environment. So when Full Sail kind of did this whole project down there, um, it'll kind of open the door for, you know, the University of uh, Ohio or someplace in California or Washington. So you'll kind of see it stem from place to place. Um, and another really cool project that's coming up is actually the Fusion Arena, which is going to be in Philadelphia. And the reason this is really cool is because it's affiliated with one of the biggest esports titles in the world, which is Overwatch. Um, and what this is really going to allow for that franchise to do uh, for their competitive scene is branch to a more home and away series. Traditionally, esports, two teams um, you know, they'd represent different regions, but they'd never have a home fan base or, you know, kind of a hometown advantage per se. Now that you're getting venues popping up across the country, well, now the Philadelphia Overwatch team is going to have their own dedicated branded arena for their space. And they're going to have their own fan base cheering them on whenever they compete. So now you're bringing in a regional aspect, which is very similar to traditional sports, whether I go to a Dodgers game or an Angels game, a Yankees game, you know, they have their home fans and their home attendance. And I think for esports, uh, catering, you know, that hometown feel is definitely something you'll see in the future. Um, and with that, it becomes a little bit more regionally spread. You know, Brandon, I really like the, the Full Sail University example because, you know, for integrators, I think it helps to uh, paint a picture of the opportunities. Because I think when people talk about these really interesting esports uh, projects, you know, the big arenas. Some integrators can picture themselves playing the, in that environment, but others, you know, think it might not apply to them because they don't do large venues. But most integrators and commercial integrators audiences do serve higher ed customers and they do serve corporate customers. And I think, you know, the full sale example um, speaks to the fact that esports e has become part of the culture. In college, you know, like back when I went to college, it was all about like intramural sports and stuff like that. I think that esports, um, even you know, kind of thinking of it like an intramural type activity in colleges, is is becoming more important. And colleges, even down from that high level, you know, really uh, sophisticated venue aspect, are going to need esports solutions to accommodate what they're students are interested in. And I think that applies to the corporate market and corporate campuses as well. People might not want to play with a foosball table. They might want to play eSports near their cafeteria during their breaks at work. And I think that 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 speaks to a big opportunity for integrators. Yeah. And, and even now, you know, really good uh, example close to me is the University of California, Irvine. Um, they're actually one of the first schools that, you know, kind of opened up their own esports lounge casually for students, but they're also one of the first schools in the country that have given scholarships out for certain video game titles. So, you know, being that the university understands that there's a huge investment in paying for someone's education to play video games, 
they're going to want facilities where they want these players to succeed just as a as a football team would want you know the the right weights and you know everything like that in terms of their athletic training um so in terms of yeah integrating this into schools but giving them the best quality environment that they can be in um, is something that those schools who are really serious about esports going forward need to consider um, and that's where we play a huge role is you know what systems can we deliver to these schools to make sure that one, it's easy to manage throughout the life of, you know, uh, how long the project's going to be withstanding for. But, um, you know, just understanding our technical expertise and, and kind of funneling it down to them. So when they are able to kind of present the plans to the university board of directors, um, they have something that's so technically advanced and, and can kind of give a value add for the school. Um, you know, being a helping hand in, in making that happen is a huge thing that integrators play um, and anyone in the AV space, really. Okay, so in terms of preparing integrators for, you know, what's next when it comes to uh, esports, what is next? You know, like what are some of the big technologies that you think are gonna you know, become important as we move forward with esports? Yeah, so one thing that's hugely important for the gaming community is, uh, you know, being connected. So gamers love to be connected, whether it's to what's actually going on in the physical space or, you know, outside, whether it's, you know, fans at home who are interacting in the chat and things like that. So, um, you know, obviously requiring yourself to be kind of plugged in at all times requires a transmission of data. So I think uh, 5G will kind of be a huge kind of point for esports arenas moving forward to kind of just keep up the fan engagement um, through across their social media platforms and things like that. Um, other really cool things that I think uh, would be really great in the space would be uh, the inclusion of artificial intelligence uh, or augmented reality and uh, virtual reality, actually. So augmented reality in terms of, you know, different brands playing a role in there, you know, uh, having people uh, interact with a product and using AR to kind of show like a cool video clip, uh, virtual reality, of course. So that way, when people are at the venues, they can use, you know, a headset or something like that to kind of see, you know, really cool content or um, some kind of immersive experience through virtual reality. So um, overall, I think like 5G, uh, VR, and AR uh, are going to be huge driving points for people who are building esports venues going forward. And then, what about um, you know Infocom's coming up? Are you guys going to be focusing a little bit on esports at the show? Yeah. So actually, uh, myself and our marketing director Curtis Rose here at Premier Mounts, um, we're actually going to be giving a session. So uh, Thursday morning of the show, from eight to nine a.m. in the morning, um, we're going to have a discussion called esports new frontier into AV. Um, so what we'll do is we'll kind of give you a little bit more of a backstory in the history of esports, but we'll actually kind of dive in on what it means for integrators. So, you know, kind of examples of systems that have kind of already been pre-installed in, in existing facilities. Um, so that way, you know, someone who's unfamiliar with the space gets an understanding of how these, uh, you know, venues are kind of set up and put together. Um, and if someone really kind of sits through the whole discussion that we have, they'll understand that there's just so many moving parts and pieces, but there's just such a huge need for us. And 